0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ormah Israel 5781-2021 This week's Parsha is Parsha's Tetzave. In our Parsha we have Hashem commanding Moshe Rabbeinu to create the Big Day Kahuna the special clothes which were worn by Aaron and his sons, the High Priest and the other Kohanim And I'd like to share with you two different pieces in the Medrash seeming seeming to be unrelated, and uh, they're actually, one is at the end of a section, a previous section, and one is at the beginning of the following section. But I'd like to share a thought, perhaps a theme that ties them together. And I'd also like to talk about Purim, because recording this, it's now Tainas Esther, it's the Fast of Esther, and we're heading into the Purim holiday. And I'd like to talk about the Big Day Kahuna in the, in the context of Purim. We find that Achashverosh, our sages tell us it's Gamar and Megillah and Dafya Bez that Achashverush put on the Big Day he put on the clothes of the high priest at his party he used the kalim he used the vessels from the Beis HaMilash, from the temple I'd like to try to understand in the context of these midrash and I'm going to share with you what is the idea behind Achashverush using the high priest's garments what is the mistake that he made and how does Hashem correct that mistake and use His mistake for the good of Am Yisrael? So the first piece in the measure says, tzaveh, you shall command. Pesach says, b'nei Yisrael Hashem zayez You shall command the children of Israel and they shall bring to you the pure olive oil that they are to use in order to bring light to the Mishkan, to the tabernacle says the Medrash what is this idea what is the light that the Jewish people bring call out and I will I will answer you when you call out Hashem is going to answer Hashem desires His Adaim, the things that He's created the human beings He wants us He wants to answer our prayers He wants us to pray to Him He knows what we need but He still wants us to pray to Him there are four cases, there are four instances where we see that Hashem asks us to do something even though He doesn't need it. Right? Think about tefillah, think about prayer. Hashem doesn't need our prayers. He knows what we need. He knows what we want. And yet He wants us to pray. He wants us to ask Him. So there are four instances where Hashem asks us to do something even though He already has it. Okay. It says in the pasuk, "You shall desire your creations." Right. So, what is this 'tichseif', which means to desire? It's this concept. We find there's the word 'tichseif' means to desire, to want very much. Let me first explain and point out that the maggid is actually going to only list three because there's one of them are missing. One of them is missing. It's not, it's not essential, but, uh, an example is the, the one that's missing. It's brought down in a different Majush that Hashem asks us to bring carbon, uh, to bring him bread as it were, to bring him food. Of course, Hashem is the one who gives sustenance to the entire world. He doesn't need our food, so to speak. He doesn't need us to provide him with anything. And yet, he wants us to be part of it. He wants us to do something for him. The first of the things that our Major mention, are, are mentions is that Hashem carries the world. Hashem carries the, the entire world. I created the world, says Hashem, I shall carry the world. I will bear the burden of the world. And we find that Hashem commands the Benekas, the children of Levi, the Levites that they should indeed carry when it comes to the parts of the Mishkan Hashem doesn't need the Bnei Kehas to actually carry them Hashem carries everything but He wants the Jewish people to take part in the carrying so to speak we find that when indeed the Jewish people came to the Jordan River Hashem Himself carried them the Orin carried them. The Orin carried the priests themselves. You would think that they're carrying it. It's too heavy, perhaps, for them to carry. Hashem was carrying it. But he wanted them to carry. They weren't able to pass. They were carrying the Orin. The, the waters came back in, just like at Yamsuf. It says, the Medrash explains, that the Kohanim, they were carried by, they floated above the water, over the river, and they were able to get to the other side. They didn't really need to carry the Oren, the Oren carried them. Nevertheless, even though our action is not necessary, says the Medrash, Hashem wants our action, Hashem wants us to carry, Hashem requests of us that we do it. Layakolchanim svaluhu Elohu svalon shenemar nitku kapoys ragle kolchanim. Pasuk says, like we said, that uh, they weren't really carrying the arm; the arm was carrying them. Akadosh baruch hu mishamer We find that Hashem protects His world; He takes care of His world. Shenemar he nele yonav leishon Behold, the guardian of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. Right? Hashem shemrecho. Hashem is the one who protects us. V'omer liyisrael shishmeru. Now, thus we find that Hashem asks us to be involved in protection, in protecting the Mishkan. as the says, Mishkan There's an obligation for us to surround the Mishkan, to protect the Mishkan, in a certain sense. There's special shayirim in in the in the in the temple. All of this was because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to take part, to feel like we're part. ...of what's going on. Umer, La'olam, Medrash finally comes back to our Pasuk, ...which spoke about the obligation to Hashem, ...says to Moshe, to command the Jewish people to bring... Shem zayis zah, kasis ...to bring this special olive oil for them to light. Hashem doesn't need light. Hashem gives light to the world. ...Pasuk Yenicheskel says... ...that Hashem lights up the entire world with His honor... Israel. Hashem wants us. Hashem wants us to take part, even though it seems that our actions are not so relevant; they're not so important. Hashem is doing it anyway. He wants us to be part of it. Okay, that's the first medrash. We want to understand perhaps the deeper depth of it? But that's the basic idea of the first medrash. Second medrash. And you shall bring to you your brother Aaron. Pesek says in Zechariah chapter ten, verse four: From you, from it, from the nation of Israel, there shall be a pina, a foundation stone. From the Jewish people, there shall be a, a stake that's driven into the earth to hold up the. The tent, and from the Jewish people there shall be a, an arrow which shall be shot in war. What does this mean? Come <speaking> in here. It was common in times of yore that when they wanted to have somebody to lead them, let's say to be a king, they wanted to have warriors to be part of the war that they were waging, they would bring people from outside of their country. They would bring a, a, a distinguished leader from elsewhere in order to lead that particular country. While Yisrael Enei it says in Medjush, it's not so with the Jewish people. The Jewish people do not bring from anywhere else. Right? We find some of Melech, there's an obligation to place upon ourselves a king. Meachecho, it has to be from our brothers. I'm just going to bringing other other examples. <speaking in Hebrew> the Jewish people, the great people of the Jews, come from the Jews. The great kings come from the Jews. The great priests who serve on the Jewish people's behalf come from the Jews. <speaking in Hebrew> we have our own prophets, we have our own princes. <speaking in Hebrew> As it says, it shall be from us, the foundation stone. Who is that? This is a reference to King David. As, as he refers to himself, as the stone which was despised by others, the builders despised this particular stone, he became the foundation stone. We find, what is the verse referred to? A stake that's driven into the ground to hold up the tent it's a reference to the Zekei and Gadol it's a reference to the high Priest Uskativ First, Makam neman. Posik in, in Perch of refers to the fact that we have a very a very powerful foundation which is the stake that holds it up that's referring to the Koenigadol the Machama from them come the warriors the Pashas is talking about real warriors it's talking about the, the fighting men Jews have our own fighting men Unfortunately, it says it's referring to the Machantashra, those who are involved in studying the Torah, fighting the war of Torah. Shemar maiminim refers to those who are able to fight with their with their bows and arrows. So we also find the reference to the fact that we have our own scribes, we have our own scholars. Who is our priest? Who is the one who stands on our behalf in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the kadesh Kadashim in the Holy of Holies, in the Temple? It's not someone from any other nation. We have our own best men. We have our own best men. That's why Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, bring your brother, bring indeed Ironically now I want to understand what is this Medrash teaching us? What is the idea? W- why do we need to know that we have our own best men? Is it to make us feel good? Is it to make us feel happy? Wow the jewish people we have so much Kiish we have so much um talent in the Jewish people we don't need to get our talent from anywhere else. We have our own kings we have our, what's what's the idea so Medrash continues in explaining it further and he says. And it says, There is a, it's a parable, it's comparable to a king. A king who had a very close friend, and he wanted to give him a certain honor, a certain respect, so he appointed him to be in charge of appointments. He appointed him to be in charge of deciding who's going to be in charge of different areas. He said, you're going to be the katalikos. Says, so, the king, it came time for him to appoint, to, to make a particular appointment for a very important position in his kingdom. So, this beloved friend of his thought, I'm going to be the guy. But that's not what happened. The king said, That's not the, That's not who I'm going to make, that's not I'm giving that great appointment to. It's not going to be you. But I want you to go and appoint who you think is appropriate to be this great leader. From which family should I appoint it? I'm not exactly sure who's the guy that you would like me to, to hire, so to speak. He said, I want you to go to your own family and find somebody there who's going to be the one, who's going to be the leader. He didn't have it himself, but he's gonna have it. Someone, at least someone in his family is gonna have it. Hashem said, Moshe Rabbeinu, I want you to be in charge of the entire craftsmanship of the, of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, the creation of the Mishkan. He was in charge, he was shown everything. He gave instructions, he said, do this, do that. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu knew, that Hashem is going to, to appoint a certain person to be the high priest, to be in charge of the Avayda in the Mishkan. He thought it's gonna be him. <speaking in Hebrew> Shem says, no, no, no. I want you to appoint somebody else. <speaking in Hebrew> so, from which tribe am I supposed to appoint this Gadol? You said, from your tribe, the tribe of Levi. <speaking in Hebrew> Moshe Rabbeinu rejoiced, and he said, My Shevet is beloved. It's your brother. Okay? That's the idea. What is this matter saying? And clearly it's paralleling the fact that we, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was, felt disappointed. He felt, Oh, maybe it should be me. Maybe I'm the correct person to be the one who serves in the of in the tabernacle, in the Mishkan. Hashem says no. But, he was, he was consoled, not just consoled, but he was joyous over the fact that it was somebody from his own pedigree, from his own family. In a similar way, the, the first part of the message is telling us a similar idea. Again, we need to understand it. But we see that it's saying the, a parallel concept that Kalal Yisrael, we have our own people. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu felt joyous that his brother was going to be the cutting Gadol. Hashem is telling us that we have within our own ranks Amazing, amazing leaders, amazing fighting warriors, amazing people to be, to, to fill all the tasks that are needed for a nation. We don't need to bring anyone from anywhere else. So that should bring us great simcha. But what I want to understand is, why would we think to go anywhere else? Why indeed in the times of yore, in the times of Kadmainim? so why did these nations, you know, think about it, Balak went to Bilaam, to be this prophet of doom for the Jewish people, Chazal Sham. Why did he go there? Why couldn't he find anybody in his own, in his own uh, country who could accomplish this? So I was thinking about I was thinking about this, and I think perhaps we could say as follows: very important idea, very deep depth. Why does someone go somewhere else? Why does a person think, I need to find something somewhere else? Because we think that we know who is the best for the job. We think that if we bring in a particular individual, this person has all of the leadership skills, all the leadership ability. This person is the one. Might not be one of us. Might not be one of ours. But nevertheless, this is the guy. He's got the power. He's got the ability. He's got the talent. There's an assumption there. There's a mistake there. And Moshe Rabbeinu made the same mistake, as the Medrash explains it. He thought he should be the Kohen gadol. What does that mean? He understood his own talents. He understood the talents of so many people around him. But he felt that he had the ability to be the go-between. He was always the go-between. He had gone up on, on Arsena to receive the Torah for the Jewish people. He had spoken directly to God. He's the one that makes sense to be the ultimate shliach, the ultimate messenger for the Jewish people. He felt that he knew who the right one is. Hashem says, no, it's not you, it's somebody else. We could also think that we know who has the power, who could be our leader, who could be our king. Who is the talent that we should bring in? Hashem wants us to know that we don't know. We don't know. He has His people. He has His people who He's going to choose. We don't know. That That might be a downer for us, right? I thought that this guy is going to be the powerful one. This guy is going to be the one who's going to be our best king. He has all the talents. He has the abilities. Shem says, No, you don't know. But there's a nechama in it. There's a consolation. Not just a consolation, but there's a rejoicing that occurs when we realize that we have somebody of our own. So we have both sides of it. It's very, it's a very interesting contrast. What's the idea, the point? What's the, what's the nekuda here? The idea is, and Hashem wants us to know it's not us. We don't know. We don't really know who's the one. We don't really know who's the one who has the power. We don't really know who's the one who's got it right, who has the talent. Hashem knows who it is. And I think that that's the connection to the previous medrash. The previous medrash was talking about the fact that Hashem is the one who does everything. He carries everything, but He wants us to carry. He's the one who lights the world, but He wants us to light as well. He's the one who provides sustenance. He wants us also To reciprocate at some level. He wants us to be involved. But he wants us, there's a, a powerful foundation idea here. And that is that we are not the ones doing it. We don't really know whose place it is. We don't really know whose job it is to do certain things. At the same time, we do know that Hashem wants us to do it. We do know that Hashem wants us to be involved. We do know that Hashem wants us to take part in the Shmira of the world, the protection of the world. He wants us to learn the Torah. By learning the Torah, we protect the world. What does that mean? I don't know. But Hashem wants us to feel like we're part of it. Hashem wants us to know that we don't know. We're not really caring, and yet we are caring. Hashem wants us to know that we're involved here, and we're not involved here. The big day kahuna, why is Achashverosh? want to put on the Big Day Kahuna, because he thinks that the Jewish people have been rejected. He thinks that it's been 70 years, the Besamikdash was destroyed 70 years ago, the Prophet said of the Jewish people there's going to be a new Beis Hamikdash seven years later. Didn't happen. He thinks he knows the score. He thinks he knows what's going on. And he thinks that now he has taken over, that he is the kind Godel. He is the conduit through which the world will be able to access a higher realm, be able to access God. What happens in the end? What happens in the end? He's in the of Misa. He's Tzchayi of Misa because why? Because he's out of place, he's in the wrong spot, he doesn't belong there. Only a only a kain Gadol can wear those clothes. Only a kain Gadol, a high priest is allowed from the Jewish people. Only a Jew can play that role. Tzchayi of Misa. I saw once... Even though He's of Misa, who dies, his wife ends up dying. The wife of a person is like himself. Somehow he got away with it, right? But what happens because he wore it? Comes in Esther. Esther Amalka. She is the Jewish princess. She is the Jewish queen. Her son, Daryavesh, is going to be the one who's going to allow the Jewish people to rebuild the temple, to rebuild the base HaMikdash. So, in a certain sense, Achshveresh was wrong obviously because he couldn't wear the big day kahuna but by wearing the big day kahuna the result was that things ended up in its right place Esther Amalka she's in the wrong place she's a nice Jewish girl what is she doing married to Achashverosh wrong place but somehow her being there brings about the tshuva of Klal Yisrael the Jewish people repent and subsequently they're able to return to Eretz Yisrael to the land of Israel rebuild the of HaMikdosh rebuild the temple Achashverosh's mistake, things being out of place, brings about things being put back in place. That's how. That's what Hashem does. He has the ability to take the things that are out of place and use them to bring everything back into the right place because ultimately, this is the foundation, He is the one who decides, he's the one who carries, He is the one who ultimately brings everything to its tikkun. We don't know whose job is to do what. We don't know who's who's the real person. We think this person is going to be the person who's going to bring us to certain salvation. But it's not. Why does Hashem do that? Like we said, it's because Hashem wants us to know it's Him. It's only Him. It's not us. It's not that guy. It's not this government. It's not this figurehead, this puppet that we see in front of us. But ultimately, no matter what, Hashem is going to show one thing for certain and that is that it's Am Yisrael Kalal Yisrael is His chosen people the Am they will never be forsaken they were never in all of history despite all the claims to the contrary by other nations other religions who say that they are, na- they are now the chosen ones Kalal Yisrael was never forsaken was never rejected, was never given up even when we sinned, Hashem promised us He will never forsake us that is the story here in this Medrash. It's from you. The salvation, the Jewish people are the ones, but it's not you. Don't think that you know. Don't think that you're really carrying. Don't think that, Don't try to bring it in from somewhere else, someone else. No one else is going to save you. No one else is going to help you. It's going to come from you. Why? Because Hashem wants us to know that we are it, so to speak. But it's not us either. That's the, that's the ultimate, deepest depth of the whole thing. It's not us. He wants us to be part of it. He wants us to feel part of it. But it's not us. On Purim, Adeloyoda, we have to forget all the characters. We have to forget Achash, Verush, Mordechai, Haman, Zeresh, who's who, what's what. Forget it. Forget it. Take off the mask. Take off the mask and you see who it really is. You see it at its deepest depths. Every single thing is Hashem. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me, Hashem should help us, that we should be able to have this sense that He's the one that's carrying. We should be able to also feel that we're part of the carrying. We should be able to recognize that Am Yisrael is the Am Why? Just because Hashem decided. Just because Hashem chose us. We should be able to recognize we have everything, we have all the talent. Israel is everything that we need, we don't need to go elsewhere. Hashem should help us to recognize, Hashem should take off the mask so that we can see that really He's behind it all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a friendly Lechem This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.